Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, this uh, actually has to do with that heat dome that uh, a little over a week ago formed in B.C., and then we've been watching it break records, these temperatures uh, through B.C., Alberta, and then slowly pushing across the rest of the prairies into northern Ontario. And now it's our turn here in uh, southern Ontario to to get at least a couple of days of of those 30-plus degree temperatures. Here it is, the heat dome. It's one of those uh, couple of words you just know as soon as you hear it that you may be getting used to it. It is. It has arrived, and it's not great news. I, I'm not a fan of the heat, and this is not that kind of pleasant heat. And we have in our minds what just happened. We saw in the Pacific Northwest where Canada is making headlines around the world. Everyone's saying, if that can happen in Canada, what can happen in other places. So it's hot, it's humid. There is a cold front apparently that's going to come in tomorrow night. And we do know that now we have a severe thunderstorm watch. Well, that just goes hand in hand with the hot, humid weather. I'm crazy. You know, whenever I talk to people in the United States about the weather here, and especially in in this part of Ontario, I just say, you know, you think we're all freezing all the time. It goes from freezing to steaming New York hot. And now it's international New York hot. This is not as bad as the Pacific Northwest, though. It is worrisome because there is a concern whether these extra degrees and we saw it in the in the pacific northwest i mean people were dying they're still finding out that people died of that heat human beings are not supposed to take this kind of heat and there is no area that is more vulnerable than long-term care and here we are back to where we were at the beginning of the pandemic we couldn't control it and it hit long-term care, and we asked a lot of questions about what could be done. Well, as this heat wave hits, we do have more questions. Joining us is Laura Tamlin-Watt, CEO of CanAge. Good evening, Laura. Thank you for being here. Thank you. When you heard the heat wave was coming, we saw the headlines out west. What were you thinking about long-term care? We knew we were going to get a heat wave here in Canada Broadly, how you always do, and on Ontario, it comes every summer. And yet, our first concerns were that yet again, during COVID, vulnerable seniors would mostly not have the cooling that they need. Older people, particularly people who are fragile in long-term care, are very sensitive to heat. And yet, right now, about 50% of people do not have air conditioning in their own rooms. No, and you know it was it was so hard to take. It was a, a a gut punch. Let's just say it. All the things that we learned and the pictures of bewilderment and loneliness, and the and the pandemic hitting, and then there was the promise by the premier that that was going to be fixed. It hasn't, Laura. What does this say? Because I always say this. I'm going to say it one more time. Politicians really do do things that the public insists on. What are we missing here? 
We really are an ageist society. There's always time and attention for the things that matter to people. And last summer, almost exactly a year ago today, it was, I think, July 7th, that the premier said that by this time we would have air conditioning in every single residence room and nothing would stop him. Well, he didn't do it. And they passed legislation, and the legislation still now has one cooling area, air-conditioned, for every 40 residents as the requirement, and there is no maximum temperature. There's a minimum temperature of 22 degrees in long-term care and no maximum at all. So what this says is that we as a society are not serious about protecting our most vulnerable residents. What have you learned about the why of that? Because it does fascinate me. I'm watching this in the pandemic and thinking of other cultures, and they're not like that. We in North America, have we moved towards this? Or is this the way we've always... I mean, what are we seeing here, really, Laura? We talk about the longevity dividend, that we have doubled our longevity in the last 100 years, which is an incredible success. And when we created systems, things like CPP, things like our healthcare system, things like the Canada Health Act in 1987, we were not thinking about the fact that we were living better and longer. But that does mean towards the end of life now, we have people who are frail and need help. And we have studiously avoided making necessary investments for our own aging. And this, I think, has something to do with the fact that we can't get our heads around that we can have dignity in later life, that we deserve inclusion in later life. It's some type of dysmorphia that we have Mm -hmm. against our future selves. How do we get out of it? I mean, you're focused on this. This is your expertise. You know, again, it's one of those things. There's a lot of stuff that we have had a moment We've had a lot of moments in the last year on violence and all sorts of things. And this is one of them, really. I I think people listen to that now. So how do you see that we can change it? I think we are at a tipping point that things like the military reports of abuse and neglect in long-term care The experience that we all had this year, no matter how old we were, of social isolation, that I think has moved us to better understand that we need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and that we're able to lage in place and that how important it is for us to have those social connections. As they say, younger people had that experience too. This is the first time we've had this sort of grand experiment that some of the feelings of older people have been shared around things like loneliness and exclusion. But as we move more into the world of, you know, COVID double vaccinations and so on, the question will be, you know, how do we make ageism as taboo as other forms of discrimination? I think that's going to be the thing. And just to wrap up, the World Health Organization just earlier in June released a report confirming that one out of every two people globally is ageist and that ageism is the single most common form of discrimination in the world. We need to make sure that we have that moment to make ageism as off 
point as any other point of discrimination. And we need to get there together. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there was all this promise that the boomers were going to do it because they were going to do everything better. It's really true. I mean, look at look at Mick Jagger still hip and so is Paul McCartney. Tons of people have grown into a, an area where they, they've hung on to that. They've managed to cling into the youth market. Has that helped or, or hurt here? Because, again, they've done it because they haven't looked all the way you've described. They don't look frail. They dance. They still have everything going for them. It's so much of that myth-busting, which I think is really important. You know, about 95% of Canadian seniors will always live independently at home. Only about 5% will ever move into some type of long-term care. And so that healthy aging, that positive aging, that is great. We have those types of models to look to, and that's really important. But we can't turn our eyes away from the fact that, you know, it's one trip and fall where you break a hip, and then things change on a dime. So we need to come to terms with our mortality and our fragility and not only like older people when they're running marathons or running rock shows, but we have to like everybody as we are all aging together. Here, here, Laura Tamlin Watts. Thank you. CEO of CanAge. Take care in the heat and we hope help is on the way for those who need it. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you. There we have an advocate, ageist. Are you ageist? Did you think you were ageist? We've all had to kind of look in the mirror, residential schools, all of it. And then Laura's just asked us to look in the mirror and say, how do we feel about people who are old? Do we care enough? Do we see ourselves there? That's the, the thing, really, isn't it? Do you see yourself? Because old people see themselves in young people. Do young people see themselves in older people? For Alex Pearson, I'm Arlene Bynum. This is Global News Radio.